Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you to search the Scriptures again with us as we investigate Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. We were talking last time about a sensible and sound method of studying the Bible. It's a good idea to begin with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In those accounts, we have three overlapping reports of the principal teaching of Jesus, namely the gospel about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the heart and center of everything Jesus taught. This fact can be substantiated by thousands of different textbooks written by biblical experts. In fact, you or anybody else who is new to the Bible, perhaps, can pick up a Bible and find out that that's true. Open a Bible at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Open a Bible at Matthew chapter 4, 17 and 4, 23. And also in Luke chapter 4, verse 43. In those accounts you'll find that there can be no doubt that Jesus had a central agenda, a principal message that he wanted to get to the public. He came into Galilee as a herald, as a public spokesman for God with the most important information ever delivered to humanity by any human being. And Jesus centered his message on a basic topic, and it was called the kingdom of God. In subsequent programs, we want to investigate what that phrase, kingdom of God, really means. Nothing could be more important than settling in your mind a clear definition of Jesus' main topic, the item around which all of his teaching really revolves, namely the gospel about the kingdom. You know, if we misunderstand basic terminology in any system of teaching, any system of thought, we're likely to misunderstand the whole. It's absolutely essential for an intelligent reading of the New Testament to grasp the basic vocabulary of Jesus. And that vocabulary is very Jewish. Jesus, you know, was a Jew. We must remember that his teaching was conducted in a Jewish environment, a Jewish first-century context. We must beware of reading our own assumptions and traditions and prejudices into the Bible. We want to read the truth of what Jesus taught straight out of the Bible itself, and this will take careful attention to the Hebrew environment, the Jewish environment in which Jesus worked. And Jesus' principal vocabulary word, his key term is kingdom of God, and that itself is a very Jewish term. It derives, of course, from the Hebrew Bible, from what we call the Old Testament. The word kingdom is perhaps the most important idea throughout the whole Bible, and it's prominent in the Old Testament section of our Bibles. The Jews, as you know, were looking forward to the coming of a time when God himself would personally reign through an agent, the Messiah. Now, every Jew knew, of course, that God was sovereign over the whole universe throughout all eternity. But it was obvious as they observed the state of the world, that things were far from representing the kingdom of God on earth as they now are. And so they were looking forward to the time when God would intervene and with a revolutionary government establish an entirely new order on this earth. In that future wonderful time coming, Jerusalem would be the headquarters of a new world government. And Jerusalem would be a huge worship center, a metropolis for the whole world, a shining light, and other nations would be attracted to it. 
the law or the instruction of God himself would go forth from Zion or from Jerusalem, Isaiah the second chapter reports, and all the nations would stream up to Jerusalem and say, let's go up and learn God's ways. Let's learn to organize the world on a sounder and saner basis than at present. That was the prospect that all the Hebrew prophets held before their people, and that was the hope that inspired the people into whom Jesus was born, the Jewish people of the first century. And so kingdom of God was a well-known phrase, a well-known idea. It was the national hope of Israel itself, and it, it was the aspiration of every Jew to take his place in that coming kingdom. When Jesus announced the good news about the kingdom of God, he was simply saying that that kingdom was now even more on the horizon. The time was at hand and people were to prepare for the great day coming, because not only was it to be a day in which God introduced his new revolutionary government, it was to be a day of reckoning, a day of judgment in which every human being would stand before God and account for himself. The world, so to speak, was being called to a new state of readiness, a new state of alert by Jesus' gospel. Jesus' good news about the kingdom was both a threat and a promise to those who were fully prepared, who were found serving God, it would be the promise of immortality, of life forever on this earth in the kingdom of God to come. But for those who were unprepared, who had not accepted the Messiah as their Savior, as their teacher, and as their Lord, would be judged severely at the return of the Messiah, he would punish his enemies and destroy those who opposed him. That, in a nutshell, is the simple truth of the gospel as Jesus presented it. And you will find all that not only in the Hebrew prophets of the Old Testament, but also in Matthew chapter 3, where both John the Baptist in chapter 3, verse 2 of Matthew, and later Jesus in Matthew 4:17, both announced the impending coming of the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. And, of course, there's absolutely no difference in the meaning of those two terms. Kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are alternative ways of describing this great event of the future when God would intervene to change forever the way the world is run and God would establish order on the earth. He would restore peace to the earth. He would cause wars to cease across the globe and the nations would beat their swords into farm instruments. The cows would graze with the bears in the same field and even poisonous snakes would become harmless. And that prospect of a good time coming was announced on page after page of the Hebrew Bible, what we call the Old Testament. So Jesus was not inventing a new idea when he announced that the kingdom of God was at hand. We note that he said that the kingdom of God was near. He did not say that it was here. That is obvious, too, from the fact that he commanded his followers to pray always, Thy kingdom come. May your kingdom be established on the earth. Let your kingdom come. Now, what we pray for to come obviously has not yet come. In subsequent programs, we hope to investigate this kingdom of God idea more fully from the Old Testament, from the Hebrew Bible. But for the moment, it's sufficient to point out that the kingdom of God message, the kingdom of God gospel, was the sum and substance of everything that Jesus taught. It was his master term, the term in which the genius of the faith is concentrated. We've been finding that Jesus developed the idea of the kingdom of God in his famous and celebrated parable of the sower, 
or the different kinds of soils, reported no less than three times for us in the New Testament. We urged you to begin by reading Matthew, Mark, and Luke in your studies, and refer often then to the Hebrew Bible, which is the basis of Jesus' whole teaching. We suggested that you leave the Gospel of John for a little later time. First read the book of Acts to see how the same gospel of the kingdom was continued by the apostles after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So the gospel, you see, has a two-pronged structure to it. Jesus begins by announcing the gospel of the kingdom. He then sent out the twelve to announce the very same gospel of the kingdom. Later he sent out seventy more disciples to preach the kingdom. After the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the new facts about his death for our sins and his resurrection to life at the right hand of the Father are added to the gospel message. But the kingdom of God was never subtracted from the gospel, although by listening to preachers today you often get the feeling that the kingdom of God has somehow been dropped from the gospel. That is a serious mistake and one that we need to rectify. The kingdom of God maintained its position at the center of the New Testament gospel right up until the end of the canon. You'll find in Acts chapter 1 verse 3 that no sooner has Jesus reappeared to his disciples, the risen Jesus who announces himself as one who has been raised from the dead, no sooner does he appear to the apostles after his rising from the dead than he is already beginning to preach the kingdom again. We'll find that in Acts chapter 1 verse 3. And then in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, the very last question asked by the disciples of Jesus before he ascended to the right hand of the Father was this, Is this the time that you are now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now that, of course, was the right question. It was not an ignorant question, as some have thought. Jesus, in fact, had instructed the disciples not only for three and a half years before he died, but also for a further six weeks after his resurrection. He had been talking constantly about the kingdom of God. He had sent them out to preach the gospel of the kingdom. They certainly knew what the kingdom of God was. And so they asked then, as the logical question to ask, as their famous last words to Jesus, is this the time now that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus did not rebuke them for that question. He did not accuse them of ignorance or blindness or stupidity, as some commentators unfortunately have. He simply said to them, and you read it in Acts chapter 1 verse 7, It is not for you to know the times and seasons which God has placed in his own authority. He then went on to say that they would be witnesses of the gospel of the kingdom and the things concerning Jesus Christ, not only in the whole of Judea, but also across the whole of the globe to the uttermost parts of the world. So Jesus then left them. He ascended to the heavens and sits at the right hand of the Father until, of course, his return at the end of this age. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, we find that Jesus promised them the Spirit of God within a few days' time. There was to be an extraordinary public demonstration of the power of God to identify the church as the people of God, and God would witness to this by a mighty outpouring of his Spirit and supernatural events accompanying it. This you find in Acts 1.5. The Spirit is to be given to the church body within a few days, Jesus said. 
But in Acts 1.7, we find that Jesus said, It's not for you to know the time when the kingdom of God is going to be reestablished in Israel. Now, that's a highly important point. Some have thought that the kingdom of God was established when Jesus was raised to the right hand of the Father. That cannot be true on the evidence of Acts chapter 1, verses 5, 6, and 7. The coming of the Spirit is said to be within a few days' time, but the coming of the kingdom is at a time unknown. Those two events, therefore, are different, and not to make that distinction is to run into a major confusion in New Testament understanding. The coming of the Spirit was to be immediately almost, a very few days after Jesus spoke, but the coming of the kingdom and its restoration to Israel, as all the prophets had expected, was to be at a time not revealed. Only the Father knows that. Indeed, Jesus said that he did not know the time of his return. Only the Father knew that. So we must see then from Acts 1, verses 5 through 7, that the arrival of the kingdom of God is not the same as the arrival of the Spirit in power. Those are different events. With that in mind, we shall begin to read the New Testament with clarity. But once we confuse the church with the kingdom, once we confuse the ascension with the coming of the kingdom, we get ourselves in a considerable muddle. And that muddle can be prevented. It can be reversed by paying attention to the evidence given us by Luke in chapter 1 of the book of Acts, verses 5 through 7. We invite you to study those texts carefully in your own Bible and join us again for our continuing discussion of Jesus' favorite topic, the kingdom of God.